702. The car feature. Time for the car feature with Jacob Moshokwa. We take your calls on 011-8830-702, the WhatsApp line 072-7021702. Not so long ago, um, while we were evaluating cars, and Jacob, and he says this often where he says, yo, that is priceless. You can't actually put a price on that car. And we decided, why not have a conversation around classic cars? Uh, Jacob, you're driving a classic car. I refer to it as Skorokoro, but you refer to it as classic. Yeah. And you did not come alone. You've brought along Mark Davidson, who is a classic cars enthusiast and collector. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. How's it really, Wachili? How are you, you doing? Were you laughing at the paraffin story? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, anything <laughs> that makes it go. <laughs> You'll get it a lot more than us, I'm sure. I mean, I heard if you and your partner or your husband are on good terms, put potatoes and it makes the car go further. Well, <laughs> depends where you're putting the potato. <laughs> I am dead. I am so dead. Oh, my gosh. Don't take him there, please. <laughs> All right. Um, Jacob, what qualifies as a classic car? Like, when does it reach classic status? So, I, I think that's why I had to bring an expert to be able to tell us a little more. But Finally, from, you from, admit you don't know anything. Let, let me tell you. Let me he just tell you. He knows a lot. He knows a lot. Thank that's you. Me. From my perspective, what I've always noticed is... Um, the cars that did it for me as a child. Mm. There were normal cars to each and every other person. But yes. to me, it had the, the street cred. It had the status feel to it. And it's one of those cars that also make you feel like, one day when I'm big, I'm going to own one. Yes. Those for me start becoming the cult following kind of cars. Mm. And you only realize that as you get older and realize, hey, man, I'm a car guy. And then you meet other car guys. And then you meet other car guys who like collect on another level of mm. car guy collecting. And that's where I should, I should bring Mark in now. I mean, Mark, I mean, I met you in the car game doing all of the car things. In your opinion, what is uh, a classic car? Mm. Well, by definition, a classic car is something that's 20 years and older. Mm. But um, for some of us who are older than others in the room, 20 years is, uh, is not that long ago because it's still in the year 2000. For me, yes. when you say 20 years, I think, well, maybe it was in the 90s. You know, you lose yeah. your ability to count as well. Thing, yes, 90s. So, so technically, 20 is the answer. But, um, you know, everybody's definition of old and classic is different. I mean, if you talk to in a teenager. In the case of Gen Zs, they're going to say yeah. 10 years. Yeah, they'll be like, uh, you, you know, some of the cars I drive, I, I, went, I arrived at a friend's house in an old Alpha from 1980. And her, her little boy went outside and went, shame, mommy, is he poor? <laughs> um, so, you know, when they look at old cars, the perspective is, is, is completely look, different. Look, it would help if also you don't dress like somebody should be worried that you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> you deal, might want to you know? look into that. But I get what you're saying, and it is a matter of perspective. But I think generally South Africans, be, being the car-loving country that we are, and I mean, I think I only realize how obsessed we are with cars when I had friends visiting from Europe and they were like, you like the German cars, huh? so many on the road more than in Germany <laughs> you know, they were just like, wow, yeah. you guys really like cars and we have such an appreciation for when I think what you're saying I automatically think of a Snoop Dogg music video and a car bouncing and then I think about, you know, those old mercs that survive everything, they could probably survive an explosion <laughs> And that's what I think of when I think classic cars. But is it something that is reserved for the rich? Because it almost no, not at feels all. So, like... So, so let's you know? divide it into categories so that people can understand it. Because also the, the term vintage gets thrown about ah. as well. You know, so, 
so so by definition you have a veteran car which are cars that were really built at the at the turn of the century when cars were first being manufactured and those are almost like um carriages that had engines so so veteran cars you'd you'd have from the early 1900s or late 1800s to to early 1900s then you'll start with vintage cars true vintage cars are cars that would start from the 20s when they were more like cars and less like carriages that that Mm. were missing their horses yes and and then you get into the term sort of classic cars which is by definition as i said 20 years but but actually you're probably looking at sort of post 50s uh, you could safely term as a classic car the germans actually have a very interesting other extra category which they call the young timer now a young timer is a car that was Wait, probably timer like how we say timer yeah, yes like okay <laughs> so it's a young timer as a car from from about the late 70s through to the the 80s and 90s that's like a young timer and that's quite a nice term to refer to them as because you know those are the cars that jacob is referring to the ones that we grew up and and this brings us to a very very particular point why do people collect cars what what motivates them to do that mm. and I'll tell you it, 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 it's a lot of it has got to do with the fact that we want the car that uh, was our poster car mm. we all had a poster car we all had some kind of influence whether it was a dad or mom an uncle an aunt a gran or a grandpa or a neighbor or a neighbor that, that, or a principal or a teacher the at school person in the hood who was driving that car yeah exactly. my teachers drive really Horrible cars. <laughs> I didn't aspire to any of them. I'm so sorry for you. And man. actually, I put a potato in one of the exhausts. Talking about the potato. <laughs> you were you were distracted by the files, but I think you've given some great definitions. What I want to do? We're going to take a break. We've got some people waiting to chat to us about their own classics that they've got. O double one double eight three zero seven zero two. The WhatsApp line o seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. Get your questions through. Not for Jacob because he doesn't know that much, but Ow. for Mark. 702. The car feature. 12 minutes to 3 o'clock. It is car feature time, and we are talking about the pros and cons of owning a classic car. We've got Jacob Mushokwa with us, our resident car guy, but he's brought along Mark Davidson, who is a classic car enthusiast and collector himself. We take your calls on 011-830702 and the WhatsApp line 072-7021702. Now, before we go back to the conversation, get your questions in. Let's go to Raymond in Mayersdale. Hi, Raymond. Hi, Rebekile. Love your show. Thank you. Go ahead. You own, you own some classic cars. Yes, uh... Legally, I will be owning one. No, I actually own none. Wait, what do you mean? Is this according to your wife or you? No, no, no. Legally, I own none. Okay. Because when I bought them, I transferred them straight onto the boys' names and one onto the wife. I see. I I see your strategy. I have the luxury. I have the luxury of driving them all, though. Okay, what are they? Okay, uh, the first one, I'll go from the first one that I had or I have is the Ford. Escort Mark One, mm. mm. uh, which runs a two-liter Pinto engine. I think your guest will know what I'm talking about. And then followed by that, I managed to buy myself a Ford Cortina Mark One, mm-hmm. which is a 1966 model. Mm. Uh, what most people will know as a peace sign. Mm. And then uh, very recently, two years ago, we managed to buy a Ford Granada Mark One. Wow! Mm. Your taste. Uh, Sedan or fastback? Uh, no, sedan. Sedan V6. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I see my eldest boy went on his own and he managed to buy himself a BMW uh, 
E30 318 Coupe. That runs M10 engine. Two door. Mm. Two door, yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Can I just ask, how much did you invest in the in the three uh, classics that are kind of yours but not? I'm I'm going to tell you this very quickly. I paid thirty five thousand rand for my Ford Cortina, mm. but in 1969, my eldest brother bought the first Mark One Cortina for two hundred and fifty rand. What? And that and that was a 1964 Cortina. Wow. 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 Yeah, but it yeah. sounds like so a little money now, but then people no, were only was... earning 80 rand a month. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. Yes. That is amazing. Listen, Raymond, I absolutely um, love the passion and the influence that you have on your kids. They were hot in Alberton. You've got a classic car show. Uh, yes, um, really. How are you? Good, thanks. And you? Not too bad, man. Jacob needs to be given the benefit of the doubt. Eh? Mm. I, I, I believe in him. <laughs> Thank you. It's not yeah. what you know, it's oh, who you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, but, but look, here's the thing. Um, I, I'm a car guy myself, mm. um, but whenever I think of classic cars, in fact, there's a close friend of mine, um, Kitumelo, well-known as Kopo. Um, the man is from Togoza. He collects the BMW Dolphin. The car that we used to call Dolphin. Yes. Yeah, E36. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> E36. So he's actually got a quite few of those. Um, and he's got an event that's coming down the 31st of, of March, you know. Mm. So it would be really nice to, all, to have all these guys that own classic cars to come to the event, you know, so that we could share, you know, the, the type of cars that we drive. I mean, I, I still own the Mini Cooper, the Italian job Mini Cooper, you oh. know, until due date. The OG. And it, 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 the OG, man. It's still one of my best cars I've ever owned, you know? It's my so first I'm car. The recent Mini it's my first car too, coincidentally. <laughs> you know? Uh, wow. So, so Duho, where's the show? It's in Togoza. It's in Togoza, um, in Alberton, Greater Alberton. Um, so it would really be nice if, if, if you guys had to pull through maybe, I don't know, a few, a few guys that... Uh, uh, I'm, like I'm going to pass you back to, to Pashida, our producer. Let's see if we can get details yeah. and find out more and uh, uh, share with everybody, you know, where they can go and to check it out. Before we run out of time, there's a message saying, listening live from the UK to my friend Mark Davidson. Can you ask him how my Skorogoro cheetah is doing? And I hope he's looking after it, Mark. Oh, Are you looking knows. after? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good friend of mine who uh, who's living in the UK now, and the, the Cheetah is a very interesting car because it was a, it, a exclusive to Zimbabwe. It started off life as a as a car called the Glass in, BMW. in Germany. BMW, wow. by the way, just so you know. And then BMW bought Glass, and they sent all the cars to this country, which where they got made as BMWs, and then we sent them to Zimbabwe, where they got made as a Cheetah. Very rare car. Okay, so many, doing well. so many questions are coming through, so many calls. So I'm just letting you know this is part one officially, meaning we need to have a part two. We're going to bring Mark Davidson back. <laughs> we have to bring Mark <laughs> Davidson back. Stay but tuned. now, the, before we start jumping into the pros and cons, um, what would you say the guide is? Because if I'm like, I want to go and buy a classic, a Gusheshe, a Beetle, that VW Dexy from back in the day. So, so the thing is, is it, you get motivated by by what you have, were influenced by growing up. 
that's the biggest single factor. What's your poster car? What was your ultimate dream car? What was your grandfather's car? Your uncle's yes. car? Your, as, as Jacob pointed out when we were talking earlier, even something that your neighbor may have had. Now you get to a stage where you can afford to buy something. And that's kind of your first port of call. You know, a Mini was my first car. And um, I'm, a, I'm a Mini guy. I'm not a Beetle guy. Mm. So actually you can divide car you? people. <laughs> I said that on purpose. <laughs> you know, and, and each have their place. Minis aren't better than the Beatles, but they have their place in, mm. in, in how they've influenced us, you know, and, and we're all car people and car mad, but we each have our own speciality or our own absolute favorite. There's a, a, a comment here, which I think is so important. So maybe part two, we're going to have to do the pros and cons, but they're saying, I have a Fiat two, 128. How does one go about getting parts for restoring cars? So maybe let's make that the general question is, if you are going to go into the space of saying, I want a classic, are they fixable? Are they restorable? Absolutely. And, you know, once again, uh, I alluded to it earlier when I chipped in, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. The Internet has made owning classic cars so much easier because you can literally be talking to somebody in Italy or in South America that might have one who's got a whole lot of parts stashed away. And and if you just go out there and you look, you can find everything. eBay is wonderful. Mm. Um, and joining clubs because they're local clubs and they're international clubs. And if you become members of the clubs of the brands that you really like, you with like-minded people who have the same cars, who have the same problems, who have the same challenges, and and you pool resources. You know, it's a it's a community. The car community is one that joins us together, um, and we join by so much in this country. But but you know, the cars are one one of the other amazing things that bring us together and cohesively, and we can each appreciate the other person's passion or interest. What would you say makes our car or classic cars? very uniquely South African because I, I really feel like there is a certain flavor. You know, you can go to to Cape Town and there's a flavor there. You can go to Aldo's, there's a flavor there. You can go to Lenz or Lanasia, there's a flavor there. What would you say is that uniquely South African flavor when it comes to the love of classic cars that you won't find anywhere in the world? I think the single biggest factor to that is that we have so many cars that were unique to this country. So at the time... We the, literally feel like we made them the way we, we did. loved no, them. But we <laughs> did. No, there were special we, editions we that did. were made here because really? we couldn't yes. access them overseas. Literally. I mean, the BMW story alone just says a lot. 50 years of BMW, which was last year. Yeah. says that a lot. There were a lot mm. of cars like, for instance, the 333i E30, which is the icon of South Africa, simply because we couldn't get the E30 M3, mm. which was only made in left-hand drive on the international market. And that's was just it? one yeah. of the stories. That's one of the stories. And at the end of the day, there's many like that. There, remember, we've been manufacturing cars in South Africa since the 50s. And at a time when this country was cut off from the rest of the world, we made our own cars. Okay, mm. they were badged Fords, they were badged uh, General Motors, they were badged BMWs, but they were unique to this country. And that really has created a unique South African culture. We went racing and these cars competed against each other and everybody had their team. And, and so there is that flair and you're 100% right we, we've got a, a varied passion that the rest of the world doesn't have Jacob you driving your classic I mean you have a very exceptional love for classics can they be used as everyday cars because in my mind I always feel like have your day to day but don't have the skorogoro that might break like on your way to work make that your weekend car where you can be like yo Jacob break down I, I totally agree with you I think <laughs> I think just in terms of like, you know, keeping the mileage low and, and making them last longer, you got to drive them maybe on just the weekend. Um, but I mean, if you got a lot to choose from, like, like Mark Davidson, <laughs> then 
every day you can drive a classic for the next what 60 70 days you can drive a different car every day so um if you have that many I'd, I'd I'd say you change it up every day or two. But if you're like me and there's too little, I think it's it's something also special to look forward to. Like I'm taking out this car on Friday afternoon, and I'm going to be yes. using it on Sunday the morning. Weekend special. Weekend special. <laughs> go for coffee and go for drives. That's what we usually do on weekends. We go for for nice nice uh, nice spirited drives. Uh, we go out to Hartis for yes. a for a burger and a beer, or for a coffee somewhere in the Val or something like that. I think the the idea of owning a classic car, especially when you're starting, is is get that weekend whip and yes. start from there. All right, gents, we've run out of time, but we are going to have a part two and talk yeah, pros and cons. But I'm giving you homework. So the homework is, I want you to both come back with, what are the things you must never do to a classic? Like, in your own view, don't Ooh, do it. Like, don't, could get heated. You know, yes. Yeah. So I think let's have that and then we we've come got yin back. yin and yang here. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Jacob, thank you so much. Always a pleasure.